Hi everyone, welcome to this latest episode of the 5-1 Speedway Show. Uh, I had a week off uh, from doing any, any interviews. The last episode was with uh, Tom Brennan. Uh, again, another fine young uh, international GB star coming through the ranks and everything. Um, a quick thing to say on this video, I am having a few technical problems, so my video might be a bit out of my actual voice and everything tonight, but that's just the uh, foggy weather I've got down here, so I do apologise. But uh, I'm glad to have this guy back on the show. He has got a lot more stories to tell us tonight, um, and hopefully, you know, you can uh, learn some more about this guy. So please welcome back to the show. He's the first person back on the show, Jeremy Doncaster. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I thought I'd put a clap there, look, because yeah, got the clap gadgets. on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to get rid of it, but there we go. <laughs> All right, it'll come, it'll come and go. <laughs> right there, it's gone. There yeah, you go. there you go, there you go. So, Jeremy, how are you keeping since we last spoke? Yeah, not bad. Still, um, still, uh, still busy at work. You know, so you know that's a sign of the times. I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. we're good. Yeah, it very much is a sign of the times at the moment, but fingers crossed with all this vaccine news and everything, we're going to get back to some sort of uh, normality and everything. Yeah. So fingers crossed. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I don't yeah. think it's a fingers crossed here, is it? I think it's a... <laughs> no. Oh, I... that, that one? That um, one. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> Oh dear! All these gadgets. Oh, well, that one. There we go. That's there we go. Cool. Yeah, that, that's a bit better. That's, that's a bit for better. the vaccine. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Very much so. Very much so. Right then. So let's uh, get stuck in then. So basically, just a quick sort of recap. We uh, went over your speedway career more than anything else. We touched on obviously how you started, uh, which was obviously the uh, early days of the uh, schoolboy sort of grass track um, and things like that. What we want to talk about tonight really is the spine of bits we didn't really talk about much of, which was like your trips to Poland. Sweden and obviously if you had any sort of other stories to do with grass track you know um, and just things like that really so let's talk a bit about your uh, Polish career so who did you ride for first and I know it all happened because of Peter Collins but how, who did you first ride for? Um, well first well I only rode for um, well at Uniatanov which um, which is uh, it's about uh, an hour and a half from the Russian border uh, oh, okay uh, the next village's local derby was um, Zhezov, mm -hmm. and which is like I suppose Kingsley and Ipswich, you know, for, you know that they're local rivals, and um, yeah, no, I think they close links with Ipswich. Later on, Tony Rickardson rode for them, uh, and obviously Thomas Golub, that's his last Polish club. He rode yeah. for obviously Thomas rode for Bidgosh and and Uniatanov, uh, and then. Um, there's a bit of a bit of a breakaway from there and rode for uh, uh, Relinsky Tarnoff, which was the main club sponsor, and he and he built his own track in his back garden, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose and, if you've got the land to do it. Why not do it? <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I signed up with PC. Got us, uh, you know, he, he set it up the initial invitations, and obviously. Uh, Prior to that, um, I, I can't remember if we still have to have visas or not. I can't remember. Eight, no, 89 has just opened up. Prior to that, we had to have visas, and mm. um, it's quite difficult, you know, getting in, in and out of those Eastern Bloc countries. It was um, by invitation only. So, mm. 
and uh, I probably may have mentioned the last the last um, interview, but uh, probably shouldn't advertise it too much. But I actually had to run two passports. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, uh, to get to these meetings, especially when the when we're applying for visas for the Eastern Bloc countries like mm -hmm. Russia, Czechoslovakia, and Poland before '89, and uh, they were they were quite uh, treacherous trips really to try and get there. They're just long, lot very long-winded. Um, and, re and the reason uh, why why I had to sort of get another passport is or a temporary passport was because uh, the, the, my main passport is permanent way of getting um, visas and even for England stuff. Mm. Um, so then the passports of the local passports were issued by the town hall. So I had to sort of go oh. to the town hall with cup in hand mm. and sort of say, look, I really need a, something to tie me over while the visas are away. And they looked at my schedule and looked at the where I was and they said, well, look, okay, it's, it's discretionary. And he said, we, we have that discretion, so, and um, we will, but we know you are, so uh, we'll help you out. But um, they couldn't do it for too long. Mm. I think I did it two or three years, and then they, uh, they, they said, well, you know, we've heard the borders are opening up, so you probably won't need them, mm. you know, soon, and which they did. Mm. And I think 89 was when um, we, we went there with um, and me and Mitch signed for that club. Okay. So that was, uh, uh, yeah, no, it's a um, nice stadium, mm. you know, big track, big flat, sort of black dirt, a bit narrow, mm. uh, about just over 400 metres. Um, typical, typical Polish, but fairly, fairly slick, big and slick. Solid wooden fences, you yeah. expect. Um, we used to sleep at the stadium, you know, they used to sort of, uh, pick us up at ridiculous times. I mentioned about they cancelled the football match for yeah, that's it. You mentioned that one mm. the practice, so they ruled the roost. Mm. Uh, loads of people there. You know, we woke up, you know, one, one morning to about 30,000 people, you know, which is incredible. Um, yeah, there were good times. I mean, uh, uh, they did insist flying out for a pre season fitness training to a ski resort, which was. I think we've got a hill it's it's bigger than their ski resort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's no and that had a wire going up to it, the one at Ipswich on the dry slope, but mm. the one there you had to walk. <laughs> you had to walk <laughs> up the hill and the, So they made it more sort of uh, physical for you, really testing was, your, yeah, your fitness. You can, you can imagine Mitch he's just he's just in fits, you know. With a pair of us were just laughing all. And mm. it's about something like minus something stupid, you know, it's like yeah. minus 15 or 28, you know, it's really, really cold. So, and I said, uh, I think in the evening, they said, oh, yeah, we're having a team barbecue. You know, and I thought, what? You know, outside. <laughs> you know, it's like you're actually about an inch from a, an inch away from the fire, you know, sort of burning <laughs> these. Polish sausages, which all, all they did was spit fat for about three hours. All <laughs> oh, right. All <laughs> oh, right. So when, by the time you came to eat it, it was nothing left on it then, really. No, you couldn't burn it. There's oh. no way you could burn it. <laughs> Put it as close as you wanted. It just spat, spat even more at you. Mm. But yeah. Yeah. So how so, so how many seasons did you actually spend riding in Poland then? 
I, can't, I don't really know. I was hoping you'd tell me, actually. Oh. But. <laughs> well, well, that's one of the things I, I couldn't really find was uh, how long you were there for. But, um, yeah, so you must have been there for the, obviously the early 90s and stuff like that. Yeah, I did, yeah. I, I think probably I did about three, maybe four years. Mm. I think it was a year. Initially, maybe two years with Unitown off, and maybe another two years with, or year, maybe year and a half with uh, Victoria Relinsky. Mm. you know which was um the spin-off on his on his track yeah. and then uh that's the thing with those polish things they they say oh we'll sign you up for you know um you sign a contract for you know be say 13 14 meetings mm. and they uh if they if they're going to a away meeting where they know they're going to lose because they had their riders don't ride it very well they'll save their money and think well we're going to lose anyway so We'll save you money on that, so we don't want you for that one. So, ba so basically, it was um, sort of like like a chop and change, yeah. in really. So, yeah, the first year was good. The second year, they sort of looked to scrimp and save, and um, you know, and it's so, it very hit and miss. And and the the, the for, forfeit for doing that was the the grass tracks and the long tracks. So mm. you kind of it's all over the weekend. There's only so many weekends in the year. So you're either doing stuff for England, riding in Poland, or occasional grass track, long track. And it was, um, and, it was and at the time, the borders, 89, opened up and the East, East Germany opened up as well. Yeah. And it was one of those where it was a, quite a um, bit of a decision whether to sort of um, carry on with the grass and the long track, you know, and, and venture into new... Uncharted mm. territory and the, the, the you know the 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 now um, you know new um, United Germany or you know the yeah you know yeah. the um, and um, and and some of those meetings are great as well. I mean you know you, you know um, Tetro Gustro mm. or you know Brass Crack Speedway yeah uh, Lust you know there's um, Parking. There's some really good long tracks there. Mm. Really, really, really quite, quite good. And um, so that's where that's that's where we're at really. And mm. it, it kind of it sort of fizzled out in Poland, as in, you know, what do you want this? Do you want? In the end of that, yeah, sitting sitting at home at a weekend rather than when you could be somewhere. Yeah. So in the end, that sort of um, you know that that answered itself to me you know we sort of saw this the last and i think the very last meeting um they, they always sort of there's always they're always uh, one meeting behind so mm. you knew if you didn't go your last one you wouldn't get paid for the meeting you did before so you know so they still owe us one <laughs> well, obviously you know which i'll never get yeah, yeah. Obviously, um, <laughs> I, I, I've heard stories of um, other riders having problems with Polish money. You know, I think Mark Laram was a good one. Yeah. He, he said that uh, if he didn't have sort of Norrie there, he wouldn't have known sort of like what he was getting paid, really. But did you have any sort of problems with getting paid or anything like that? No, I, I mean that um, initially, I mean, the first year was terrific because, um, I mean, it's quite expensive to get out there because the European flights then weren't like they are now. I mean, mm. they're sort of... Uh, between two hundred and fifty and three hundred pound a trip, yeah. and and to get out there when they wanted you, it's two two flights, mm. and um, 
and uh, initially they were throwing stuff at you to get you out there. So yeah. um, and, and they wanted the mechanics as well. So they said, yeah, 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 you must come, you must come, bring him, bring him. They're really, really keen. But mm-hmm. you found that um, you know I, le- I left I left a bike out over there, and I used to bring an engine, and and once I left an engine out there, and uh, Mitch stayed the week with because uh, he was based himself in Germany then and with Peter Peter, Peter and Alex Rock. Oh yes, yeah. And Alex used to come over and spanner with him. And he wasn't joking when he said, Don't he said they've been riding your bike all week, practicing on it all week. They've had it all to bits. <laughs> <laughs> and he said he said it was in the workshop and he said it was absolutely they 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 nicked every single bit off it. He said I wasn't <laughs> And he just said, Jim's going to be here in half an hour and he's going to go nuts when he sees his bike like that. And, um, <laughs> and they put it, they put it, you could tell they've had it a bit because all the bolts are upside down and the wrong way round. And, you know, I've never put it together and like that. And, and even the team, the engine mechanic, yeah, he, he said, yeah, I, I check your valve timing compression and, you know, all that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he said, I'm disappointed because the cam is standard. He said, well, well, it is. <laughs> but it, 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 it's so fast. And, and I said, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help it. He's, he's really dis- no, he's really disappointed when he sort of ripped it to bits and saw it as, you know, just off the shelf. Yeah. You know, put together well, but, you know, no, no nothing yeah, you- special. <laughs> yeah, you, you had no secret components or anything like that, just to make you go faster. Um, what, did you have like a, a German engine tuner then at that time, or did, was everything done over here? No, I think that's either. I think those ones. Uh, um, I think it was Trevor Hedge at the time. Like mm. obviously, later went uh, with 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 Johnsy. Yeah. Um, not much later, um, but they they bought all. Uh, initially that first year Mitch tried them all they bought about, uh, about nine la- lantern hammers yeah you know um, from Otto and uh, you know we, Mitch organized that for them and and we had to go there on Saturday and try them all and we tried everybody's bikes and you know the couple of the Polish guys and uh, they didn't beat us out the start once out of all these starts <laughs> whatever bike whatever mm-hmm. bike we rode but out of all the lanty ones, they're sort of, you know, this uh, one of the Polish guys was moaning how poor his engine was, you know, and because uh, mm. they questioned, why can't you get off the starts? And they said, they've changed all the bikes and you've ridden all the bikes and yet you can't beat, you know, yeah. beat them off the start. So, uh, and then we said, well, we'll go on your bike then, the one you're riding and you go on our bikes and because uh you know i got on on it and and his bike the one he he, he reckoned was really really poor and no good at all was the best out of all of them you know it's just absolutely incredible and that's the one that the polish um tuner did himself the club tuner oh, and okay. mitch got off it and we and us I, I said did you ride that thing and i said it's incredible isn't it and and like and because they are just beating up this poor little per- Polish guy. For... <laughs> so he was all bad then. That was the best. He was saying how bad it was. And it was like, you know, so I think he, he got 
got the sack. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, oh, but they're quite good at sort of, yeah, they drop riders sort of um, very quickly mm. and sort of they're very uh, sporadic people. You know, you, you sort of did, you, you, you ride in a meeting and they wanted 15 points all the time and, yeah. and then they scrutinise every single little race, you know, and um, you think, well, Bearing in mind, I was riding on the Monday, so town off is a good three and a half hours, four hours away from Warsaw, yeah, or sometimes yeah. Tegel. If we were away, we used to fly back out of um, Tegel from Berlin, and um, they and they spend hours afterwards just going through every detail for for, for about two or three hours. And I thought, well, I could could have been could have been in my bed by now, <laughs> you know. I've got, and so they drop you off at about two o'clock in the morning mm. in your hotel. And sort of, you, of course, you're up at six, you know, for your early flight, you know, for Reading on a Monday. Yeah. And sort of like, you know, you obviously used to go to Dougie's place and just crash because you feel like shit, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need to catch up on the sleep ahead of the meeting sort of thing. But uh, no, it's, well, it's good. Yeah, it's good to hear all this sort of thing because obviously uh, that was obviously when I was a young, young nipper. So I wouldn't know <laughs> nothing about that sort of thing. But it's nice to hear it because obviously um, I get like all the old Polish programs now and I see your name, Mitch's name, Tommy Knudsen, Hans Nielsen, you know, and obviously people like that who you rode against. I mean, were, mm. were, they, were those sort of guys then tougher to ride in Poland, against in Poland than they were in the UK? No, not really. I mean, people, uh, you know, like Hans... Uh, probably um, he was, in my mind, the, the hardest rider to beat in England. Well, anywhere, actually, yeah. to be honest. Um, he's very hard to beat around Oxford. Um, mind you, for, for a few years, it was just about impossible because he, he, had, he had pick inside gates all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, which made it quite hard. But on the rare occasion, I used to hop off the start in front of him and maybe break the Oxford track record and, <laughs> and, and beat him. And he, and he sort of said, oh, I see you beat me, but then I realised it's a new track record, so you must have been going quite quick. <laughs> so he wouldn't, he wouldn't accept it when he did beat him. But, mm. but in actual fact, there, Eric, you could quite easily take, uh, well, I wouldn't say quite easy because he's bloody good, but mm. extremely good. But... Um, I find I, 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 at Cradley, I could quite often outstart him and um, take some points off him. But, but Eric seemed to, um, uh, on the big days and the world finals and the one offs, he'd just go up a gear, yeah, you know, and yeah. really polishes. I mean, he's highly polished anyway, but um, and extremely competitive. But he, he would sort of uh, pull something special out on the on on the on the big day where hands hadn't had any, hadn't got any more left yeah you know he he, he was at his best all the time consistently mm. so uh, consistency probably hands like I say hands he was the harder person to be whatever country yeah no it's just interesting to know because obviously I know when you guys all went out to Poland for the first time you wiped the board of the Polish 
local talent because obviously your equipment was so much better and obviously you saying there that they stripped your bike down nick, nicked every nut and bolt and then might as well just put the engine in engine in upside down you know yeah. <laughs> sort of thing but it's, it's mm. it is interesting to hear that sort of thing you know because um did you get any other offers from any other clubs and or was it just basically just, just tarn off then was that it then that, that was tarn off yeah obviously we rode all the other clubs and all the other tracks mm. you know and um some were difficult to get to, and then then the then it started the, the the real big dollars floating around, and we all just looked at each other when that was going around, and and I I sort of now nah, I'm going to start sticking to the long track because I, I couldn't believe the figures, and and I couldn't believe that uh, it would be true for the payment of it of them, and, yeah, and and we were right most of the time, so um, you know that sort of re re rejuvenated the long track and the grass track really yeah and then obviously um i can imagine even just doing those few years in poland what an experience now obviously it obviously must have benefited you in the british league a bit more um with riding the bigger tracks i mean like uh like the old shape pool maybe you know in places like that where it was a bit narrow and things like that you know it was probably helped you there i think um i think it was it, it was uncharted ground i think you had to do it mm. and uh and it didn't really matter what type of bike, track racing bike I was riding. It was a it was a chance to um, to uh, you know have an earner basically, you know, and um, and it's fine while well, things are going good. But when 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 it's like all like all things when when you feel that time that's it's um, taking its course, then you have a change and and. And I enjoyed it. We both both enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, we had a few laughs. Um, I mean, they, they are, like I say, a bit bizarre. I mean, I've <laughs> had some frightening road trips and, you know, 130 Ks and, you know, the brake pads fly out and things like <laughs> that. And, you know, and anything. Oh, no. And, you know, you see it. All sorts, really, and I mean, the, the, I mean, you go there now; it's tremendous how the mm. road networks have improved. I mean, you're going on these sort of like narrow, narrow lane country lanes, and that's their main, main carriageways, and yeah. you still got horse and carts. You know, you go around a <laughs> corner, you see, a, you just see a, a big clump of straw and a, and a sort of like a, a, and a car in a ditch and sort of like, and they still go past at about 130 k's flat out, you know, and, and wonder why there's so many accidents. It's, you know, it's just absolutely nuts. Mm. And, and yet, you know, we, we go past the garage. I've had a trip where they, they've dropped us off. We've been away some and they say, oh, we'll, we'll drop you back at Berlin or, you know, the mm. airport. And, and, uh, and they said, oh, we better get some, de-, you know, before they start, they said, oh, we're getting lower diesel. So they must have passed about a dozen garages, but don't <laughs> stop. So you wait until you run out of diesel. Yeah. And then and then they're gone, you know, and it's sort of about two in the morning. And and uh, and so I ended up sleeping on a... I, that, I can always remember that. And I think that is the final straw, I think, when they, they got 200 tyres in the back of a transit van. And... Um, <laughs> And, and they said, well, we run out of diesel. The garages aren't open. We're in the middle of nowhere, in the countryside. And I thought, well, I'm not even going to make the hotel. Not, and yeah. I'll be lucky to make the flight, you know, going out. So I just opened up the back of the van and slept on a load of bar and tyres. <laughs> you know. And, that, and that after that, 
I thought, nah, I'm going to, you know. Yeah, yeah you've, done your, you've, <laughs> you've done your time. You've done your time now. <laughs> yeah, I thought, well, that's it. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, but so, then obviously, uh, obviously then you went back on, they said you went back onto the old uh, grass track and long track scene, um, you know, and uh, some of your honours, again, I've got here listed. Uh, you managed to do the World Long Track Series um, for a few years. Um, first time in yeah. the series in 97, managed to finish 10th overall um after, over the five rounds so what are your sort of memories of the early days of the uh long track series then well yeah well well before that actually they all they all were one days so, i mean the yeah. first long track final yeah. was in 84 in mm. herxheim yeah and that is that uh famous one where you've probably seen it loads of times on youtube with um pc and egon yeah that's it have, yeah have, and they, where Egon goes on the grass, and mm. I think PC was on uh, Alice Vesbok's engine. I think he mm. borrowed it, bowled it in, and it was like a you know it was like a rocket ship. But mm. also PC was riding at his at the top of his game then, and you know he's determined to win it. Mm. And uh, in actual fact, probably had he had he hadn't touched the tapes in the final, yeah, I think he would have done. Mm. Um, and I think we, uh, the wig was there watching because I think at the quarterfinals, um, I think he broke his, quali- uh, broke his collarbone. And yeah. that was at Billshoven, that was, mm. um, where he sort of clipped the fence, went over the fence. And that is a strange track because <clears throat> before, um, right in South Germany, beautiful little village, mm-hmm. and uh, it all stops. We'll have to stop, wait for the church service to finish. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and the guys, as soon as the church service is finished, then they leap over the fence and cover all the, directly behind the, the fence is a cemetery. Oh, so, right. <laughs> so straight after the church service, all rolls of plastic come out and they very respectfully cover all the tombstones up. <laughs> and then the, and then, then the meeting starts. Mm. And... Um, Unfortunately, that, that's where Wiggy nearly nearly ended up. He sort of like he hit the fence and nearly ended up the other side of the fence. Oh dear! And, <laughs> and you had to be aware that there's additional hazards if you did sort of venture. You know, if you did. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, because I think um, wasn't it then? There wasn't long after that. I think there was a lot of the British semi-finals and things like that. And I remember I think Wiggy having that broken collarbone and just missing out on. On qualifying for the British final, I think it was that year. But uh, I think that's the year also he had the controversy with Malcolm Simmons um, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So he got into the final and things. Like, yeah, I, I remember it's sort of like that because I've seen those sort of things on YouTube. But yeah, that 84 final was quite a special one to watch because I think also another race, Karl Marr goes on the infield because he gets so filled in as well, you, you know, and, and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah. was, was, it, was it like a wet meeting then? Because the track looked very, very heavy oh, that day. Very, very heavy, very, very wet. Mm. And um, I think I made the semi-final, and um, I wouldn't—I wouldn't have made the final, but um, I ended up riding a Godden in the end, and uh, from actually Don's own bike, and it mm. actually we had, had a carburetor problem, and it actually didn't do the four laps; it actually drained the tank of fuel oh, right. in two and a half laps. So, mm. you know, just uh, aim old carbs, aim old carbs, and a bit of bit of dirt in there. Mm. Um, Don being Don said there's nothing wrong with it. But. 
Again, it's that, again, it's that, it's that famous one with uh, Sean Moran that same day. When Sean Moran won the title in 83 and then came, wasn't it Stone last in, in 84? On a golden engine. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean, the, God, the golden engine were, were very, uh, you know, ideal engine for the, for the long tracks because they're so strong and uh, robust and, that, and they really, they really um, pulled some Gs, you know, they had some horses then. You know, you could you could feel them, and they they were good. They were good. Did you ever try it on the speedway at all? I, I did. I did did have have one. I put it on the speedway, um, but um, no, I preferred you know the the, the Westlake to be honest. Yeah. And the GM was a little bit lighter, so you know that that suited suited my type of ride. And the jet and the Jower as well. I was a mm. Jower factory rider for a while as well, so. Um, very confusing. <laughs> yeah, very much factory just scratch your head. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Factory GM rider, then, yeah, factory GM rider. But yeah. you're more, more um, you know, test pilot, yeah, try this, try that, mm. you know. Mm. Um, some of the stuff was good. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously you, you chop and change like you would do anyway to find something that suits yourself, you know, and uh, and go with it. But, uh, well, that's right, yeah. I mean, we, you know, that's, well, did, did I mention about Lon Ego when I um, borrowed a bike? And, um, uh, no, I don't think you did. The one, the one you mentioned was the golden helmet where you borrowed Chris Lewis's bike. You mentioned that story. You mentioned that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll mention another one. I mentioned another one, in, and, and I know we've mentioned on Speedway now. But yeah, um, Amanda Castagna's brothers—they all used to ride Speedway. So uh-huh. uh, his, his younger brother Mariano, he. Uh, he, we're riding at the uh, 10th anniversary of the Golden Gala, and uh, in, in it's Long Ego, Italy. Yep. And um, he'd got his bike for sale, and I said, "What's that?" And he said, "Well, you know, I've had enough. You know, I can't. You know." And and I said, "That's a really good price, and it's a good good bike." And he said, "Yeah, but no one wants it, you know." And so um, anyway. Uh, was riding in the meeting and um i think eric was there per was there you know it's a good good lineup yeah um i think rocket ronnie as well ronnie mm-hmm. corey and um and i uh, like those meetings you're sort of like you don't have masses of bikes you know you stroke you haven't got enough kit so yeah you go everywhere so you're big borrow and steel and 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 i sent sent the bike and and that was going, you know, if, if it ever goes wrong with it, you're in trouble. And this one bite, and I, I came in and, and I was shaking my hands and Marianne, Marianne said, what's wrong? He said, I said, I don't think I can't hang on anymore, but it's vibrating so bad it's hurting my hands. You know, right. but I had to keep riding because it's the only thing I had. Mm. So, and I've just beaten Eric. And so, <laughs> and so, and he said, well, he said, well, use my bike. And was, I think we had two more races to go. So anyway, um, uh, I hopped on his bike, and um, and it wasn't actually bad. You know, it's, it's mm. very, very nice to ride, very comfortable, very easy to ride. So hopped on it, won a race, and then um, ended up in the final, and uh, and uh, hopped off the gate, and 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 and. Uh, Won that, won the final mm-hmm. um, on Mariano's bike, 
and and he was so chuffed because he he said before the meeting and he and he afterwards he he, he gave me a big hug and a kiss and he said he said oh, it's fantastic, it's fantastic. <laughs> he, said, he said it really made me feel happy because now I know that I'm no good for speedway <laughs> <laughs> and he said and I don't care and 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 I got nearly double the money for my bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it was uh, the, the winning bike, you know, and of course, then obviously the price goes straight up straight away. So, well, that's what I mean, yeah. And they sort of like he, he was sort of saying, Oh, I can't ride it, you know, God yeah. bless him. And, and, and he didn't go bad, but there we go. There's all oh, right, that, that's the oh, oh. That's, uh, nearly dropped it, but that's what the. Oh that. yeah, I can see that. Yeah, we can see that. That's good. I like that. Yeah, yeah. very nice. That's the golden shoe. Ah, But that's not for long track anyway, because we're talking about long track. But... Well, you know, we, we want to hear these sort of stories, and obviously, if you can show us some stuff as well, it's brilliant to see. Because obviously, yeah. uh, everybody wants to see these sort of things, you know. And uh, you hear about it, read about it, and sometimes you don't get to see the pictures. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a success. That was there we go. We got the trumpet back out again. <laughs> oh dear! But um, it, it, go back and on to the long to the long track a bit. Um, you made the second. You made your second world final in '85, uh, which is obviously the one that Wiggy won his first world long track at. Um, yes. Yeah. How was that sort of track? Because obviously, again, that's on YouTube um, and things like that. It looked like it was like a very sort of. If I remember right, it's like a very grey sort of grey sort of surface. It was there that track. Yeah, that was uh, another another really sort of um, grotty day. Very flat, very very big. Uh, Costco, that's um, or Crossco they call it. I think. Yeah. Uh, it's a full on thousand meter, mm. and uh, yeah, that's tough. And that's um, I rode a GM in the final. That's the first prototype actually. A prototype. Oh, okay. Uh, with the with the the up and the bottom, you know the chain from the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bottom. And um, that didn't go bad, but we did, did realise that um, we, we put the compression up a little bit more, and and I think we probably put it up a bit too high because, believe it or not, on a long track, you think you need as much power as you possibly get, but it, it was actually spinning off the start. Oh so, right. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I, I did find on the thousand meter. It took me a few years to sort of um, adapt the starting technique with the with the gearbox. I was fine on the grass track, yeah. But um, it took a few a few years to get the hang of it, and then 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 I realised that um, uh, the, the the Germans um, had had their own half gears, you know, special, oh, okay. special gears, which um, you know and. Uh, which I found, you know, which I fell on, mm. or, or George Bewley let slip, and he said, uh, well, he called them bastard gears because they're not full <laughs> teeth. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're, they're sort of uh, mis mismatched teeth, mm. but but it didn't doesn't really matter because you're you're not in that first gear uh, for a long time, so that actually gave gave me better options. Mm. And obviously, when when later on we went to the jow gear boxes, you, you could have a um, a close knit first gear and change mm. change them without stripping the gearbox down. Oh, so that's the sort of thing you can do in in the pits and on on the day. Then you can just tweak it a little bit. Then that's right. The 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 Beaulieu box you had to sort of really tip it on its side, take it apart, 
Um, you could with the jab boxes, but you could pre preload two gears. Mm. So you could sort of look at the size of the track and think, right, okay, well, I'll have these two first gear ratios preloaded, yeah. one, long, one longer and one shorter. So then you could, um, you know, do a couple of practice starts and feel which one uh, dragged you to the corner better. Mm. Yeah, because I, I never rode any grass track or long track so all i've done is ever watched it and obviously uh watching you guys do it and then all of a sudden you, you click down to a second gear you know it, it's it, to me it still seems weird but it's so good to watch and i mean it must have been mm. quite an art in the end to try and get that sort of in the right spot to hit that second gear well that's right i mean some some of the guys had um uh extra long first gears made mm. you know extra extra which is um uh, so they could sort of have a real long drag but and, and sometimes change mid-corner. Oh, okay. You know, so um, de depending on the track and where, where you are. Gerd, Gerd had, had some specially made, mm. but, you know, Gerd wrists. And, uh, yeah. Obviously, he's exceptional. I mean, he, he was a um, very strong rider. Mm. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, some of those Aussie New Zealand trips, we went on those long track trips uh, yeah. for Ivan to Bathurst and to Christchurch, well, Bathurst in, in New South Wales, and, and that, they, they were terrific, they were, um, really, when he first did them. Yeah. A bit dangerous when you come to think of it now, really, because you went <laughs> <they run laughs> under flat track rules, and whereas he had sort of like... Um, well, long tracks that used to be eight, and then they dropped it to six. Yeah. But Ivan's at as, like, as many as you could physically, humanly possible fit on the start line. <laughs> that sounds about right, you know. Because were they on sort of like trotting tracks in, in New Zealand then? Well, they were, and that's, all, that's okay until someone dropped it. Unfortunately, I was quite a fast starter, as you know, so, yeah. <laughs> so I could stay out of trouble. But... Um, yeah, one or one or two guys didn't, and, and the unfortunate thing, if if something happened in front of you, your your, your choices were limited. What where you could go, mm. because on the trotting tracks, is you got a fence on the inside as well. Yeah. So you couldn't get off the track. Mm. So um, on you know some of them, mm. others have got other obstacles like lamp posts on the inside, <laughs> oh, big no. floodlights and things like that. <laughs> A few straw bales, and I mean, when you come to think of it, the, the some of the tracks we rode in Aus Australia and some of those tours, mm. yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't do it now, you know, if you you just look at it and think, well, no, you know, mm. but but, I but we did. I don't know why, but uh, I think health and safety might have some words about some of these tracks, and <laughs> well, some are crowd barriers, you know, and that's yeah. really sort of. Um, but you could, you, but that was you could run them under um, Australian short track rules. You know that's 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 what they that's what they were. But um, yeah. I, I think I think now now they've changed. It obviously they would have yeah. to. Um, but for, fortunately for everyone who did them, they you know we, we respected each other's mm. bits and pieces, and you know just uh, put on the show, which we mm. did. Yeah, I can imagine some of the top boys, yourself, probably Simon, Kelvin, later on, and people like that all went out there and really did put a good on show, good show on for the uh, local crowd and all that sort of thing. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you just have to sort of be respectful for each other, which which um, you, you do do can you do tend to do that as as you get uh, yeah. a much a more mature rider. You know, um, mm. early on you don't you don't know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's win at all costs. It's win at all costs. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> but just looking back at the, again. Um, the world long track and everything you then didn't make according to my notes but correct me if i am wrong you didn't make the final again till uh 95 um so yeah, yeah. a big gap there yeah I, th- I think i sort of had a bit of a well i was doing the polish thing and then yeah. um then i don't know what happened to be honest um yeah it just sort of um it just didn't sort of happen um yeah. but um yeah you get you get some years through your career where you sort of get a bit stagnant, you know. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, it's just just life and it really. Yeah. But that was also the last one of World Long Track final in '95 when it was Kelvin Tatum who won it. I remember rightly, off the top of my head. Yeah, was that, that was the one at? Um, oh, was it Sheasel? Yeah, Sheasel. That's it. Sheasel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and did I make one at Mordorf? I can't remember. Oh, that is the series, wasn't it? I think. I think that's the series, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that that was a good final. That that shoes. Mm. The only disappointing thing for me is that um, the thing thing what riders used to do is uh, you know engine tuners used to turn up with a bootload of engines and uh, <laughs> for for rentals for the day, and they all sort of said, "Mine's better than these. Mine's you know use mine, use mine," mm. which um, obviously you had to pay. Yeah. Um, for him. and um, I had a couple off um, uh, Klaus Lausch, and who who at the time was doing some really good stuff. He was doing some good stuff for hands, you know. Yeah. Well, he did hands his first lay down, mm. and uh, the stuff was really good. But unfortunately, he tried some new new parts on these two. He did for us, and and although uh, I was a bit disappointed because I made. Every start, I made every start and hit second gear, and and it just died in its ass, and, and <laughs> I just got punished. So, as a rider, you yeah. know, the thing to do is drop the clutch, mm-hmm. and 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 the, and the bike should, when you change gear, you know, give another leap, not die yeah. in its ass, and and uh, you know, I was very disappointed, really, but um, he he. Obviously, he didn't charge us for it, which no. is, you know, you know, for the. But uh, it's disappointing for for, for Klaus really, because um, and and his brother, they put a lot of time into it. But sometimes it it doesn't come good. But it may, may have been a different story. I know Simon; he tried every single engine uh, hands had. Yeah. And uh, the very last one he put in, which was under his under his back seat, and he said, "Whose is it?" And he says, "Oh, you can." I haven't tried that one, and that's the one he actually rode. Huh. And, um, so I think they, they they must they had several changes. I know because um, Brett was telling me he said, "Oh, you know, it's quite common for the for the wig. You know, it's like you know, I'd turn up with a bite and probably not not put a spanner on it, and <laughs> and uh, poor old Brett he'd probably rebuild about three bites about four times. You know." And sort of, <laughs> Yeah, because I different bits and pieces and he's every, every you know I like Simon but he, he really made his mechanics work hard, I'll tell you. 
<laughs> he's obviously paid he was obviously paying them enough then that's the sort of thing but uh well that's the thing he, he probably was paying them we didn't have any you know we sort of no. got, we... <laughs> <laughs> yeah because um obviously simon was just doing mainly sort of like the stuff on the continent and he wasn't riding i don't think in the british league in 95 and uh and and things like that but i get the impression with wiggy as much as i look up to him and respect him for everything he's done he was so immaculate you know and um driven yeah, he, he certainly was. I mean, that 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 '95 when he um, spent the year on the continent that really sort of like um, lifted his uh, you know long track career to mm. to uh, a new a new level, and yeah, um, yeah. he really took off then. And um, you know, well, no, no one ever caught up with him after that. You know, he just was uh, he he's just on a different plane. Mm. And uh, no, fair play to him. Good. Good on him. And then, then obviously Kelvin came along and sort of rattled his cage a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Took, yeah. Took a bit of the limelight off him. But um but uh no, but the, the crowds, I mean I mean all those uh, I mean when I first started grass rats in uh in Germany, they you could there's so many of them, you could mm. you could ride either in the north of Germany or in the south of Germany. You could you know, there's there's so many grass tracks and and that's such a shame because it, by the time I finished, there was only one left, and that was um, Harry and Evie Prop, Harry and Evie Prol at Nandlestadt, their grass at where I had me farewell. Oh, okay. Which will break my leg, of course. As well. <laughs> <laughs> Very last meeting. <laughs> yeah, go out in style. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We'll, we'll, we'll clap on that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get a clap on that one. Yeah. yeah <laughs> was painful <laughs> yeah yeah i can imagine it was yeah but um yeah and i mean then obviously then it moved on to the series in in 96 but then obviously you didn't make the series till 97 um so what was the sort of uh it was a completely different atmosphere then compared to the one-off world final then well yeah i, I mean um i think they probably wanted to uh you know go on the same wavelength the same track as the speedway gps yeah and uh get to more countries and to more crowds. But I don't think that, that didn't really work for the long tracks because it, um, Herxheim, you still got very good crowds, but uh, Herxheim was traditionally run on, um, uh, well, I call it Himmelfart, which is in heaven day. Oh, okay. and, uh, <laughs> Himmel is heaven. Yeah. Oh, right. And, uh, yeah, believe it or not, but um, and uh, that was a public holiday. It's always on a Thursday, and and uh, yeah, incredible crowd, incredible meetings, and a hell of an atmosphere. And probably, what well, you know, that my favourite grass tracks and log tracks. I'd say Herxheim's my favourite. Yeah. Uh, closely followed by Schiesel, Maldorf, uh, Marascalaski in Czechoslovakia, and then you got some lovely ones in Ubeck. Um, that's a nice one. Uh, Alt Trip, that's a good one as well. And he had loads of good grass tracks like the Vector. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, and Farkirchen's a beautiful long track as well. Beautiful, beautiful it is. Yeah, really, 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 really fast. Um, so the, the grass tracks, you had Bad Volsi, mm. uh, more long tracks in, in the Old East. Uh, parking, Ludwig's Lust, 
yeah. You have so many there. You're just reading off a list in your head, aren't you? <laughs> Where these tracks are. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you'd be going up and down and up yeah. and looking from. But um, yeah, no, they're, they're, they're really in club. And at the end, at the end of it, probably after by the time I finish, I say that was that was the only grass track left, mm. and I think that's in the south. And so it's so it's finished. So they've all kind of disappeared, which is which is partly to do with um, uh, not having the one-off world finals. That's yeah. probably the format I don't probably uh, think think worked mm. as well as Speedway. Perhaps that can be changed a little bit more. I don't which they did, but it's called, you know, they well I guess they did change it because it's grass track stroke long track. Yeah. Whereas before, I know we rode the different sports, but they are very, very different, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, to ride and and um, certain riders excel in, in different aspect, aspects of it. Um, and uh, and also that's when riders could actually just ride speedway without actually using their full capability capabilities of their license because yeah. you know, the license you have you've got an international license is a it's a track racing license which you can go ice racing um long track racing grass track mm. racing and speedway yeah so, so why not use it and and and, and we did and I, I feel it made us uh the ones who did that made us all you know, better all-rounders, you know, but, uh, uh, a better all-round motorcycle. Some of us are better at disciplines, certain, yeah. uh, you know, disciplines and than others. Um, I mean, look at Scoey. I mean, he's far better grass track than he was <laughs> a speedway, wasn't he? He's just unbelievable. Yeah. yeah I mean, no. don't get me wrong. He went bad at speedway. He's a bloody good speedway. Right? <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but you, you put them on the ace of aces and oh. sort of like, yeah, <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's scary. But 19 I mean, years of the ace of aces, Christ. That's yeah. Funny. It's scary. But, it's scary because obviously you can still see uh, the videos now on YouTube. Uh, thanks to Bob, Bob's videos, putting them on YouTube and things like that. You know, mm. you can see how good scurry was and like yourself simon even joe yeah. screen, joe screen you know everyone like that you know i mean obviously the ace of aces it was down one hill up the other hill back down and back down. up again yeah, yeah Porton <laughs> down yeah i'll tell you what i was uh i don't know if you're there uh you probably weren't probably born but <laughs> <laughs> no no you were but you, you, were you there when george hack won it on the, on the... Uh, no, no, before my time. <laughs> no, before you talk about it, he, he won it and that was, um, it must have been uh, late 80s, uh, you know, yeah. late 80s, early 90s. And and he had, um, he, he's on a jower, uh, upright jowls who are on uprights and I, and I, and I followed him mm. and, and he, he, every race for four laps, he just never shut the throttle off. He just oh, right. absolutely had it floored. Mm. And I was following him and going, going into the corners, he had his foot so far forward past <laughs> his front wheel. He's, his butt cheeks going into the corner was bouncing on, <laughs> on, on the ground going into the corner and that was keeping him, his, his ass cheeks hitting on the, on, mm. on the ground was the bouncing effect. Made made him keep keep the bike upright in the, yeah. in the 
corner. If he ever would have sort of like rolled it off a fraction, he would have been off. And I just came in and I, and I said to Barkley, I said, I've just, I've, I've, I've just, <laughs> just followed him. <laughs> George, I said, I've just followed before. I've never, ever seen anything like it in my life. Mm. How he can stay on it is incredible. Yeah. And he's so strong as well. Mm. And I think, um, I think you, you could see the handlebars bending as well. As he's going around <laughs> Oh, I'm surprised he didn't snap them, but mm. I've never seen him like it. He didn't, he didn't have the old special Eagle Muller handlebars or anything like that then? Well, they all had, had them, and I think they used mm. to get them specially made and sort of extenders. <laughs> but, um, they say Egon, you know, he, had, he had some, he had everyone there, didn't he, old Bart? Yeah. Sort of like, mm. you know, it's t- terrific. Yeah, because I've got um, I've got a couple of them on DVD, and I've got the last one from '97 on DVD and things like that. And um, of course, Wiggy won that one, but the actual yeah. actual meetings themselves were good because obviously the following week was normally the burner. So well, I, I, I fancy the chances on the last one at the places actually because <laughs> I was having a good day then as well. Yeah, and I rode in the first one as well with when Mike Garrett won it, and that mm. was a uh, uh, Winterbourne Gunner, I think it was a Winterbourne. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I was on my Jap then. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good old Jap. Simon, Simon rode in it as well, the old wig. Mm. Yeah. Probably Julian rode in it as well, I should imagine. So. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, obviously people forget that um, his, uh, Simon's brother Julian was pretty handy on the grass as well. He, he was, very, very yeah. I'm, I'm a, my first international in Germany, actually. That was, you say about Godden, that was on a um, Godden in the road um, meeting in Roden. And I think Joe Hughes has broken his leg, so they looked mm. for replacement. And, uh, and uh, yeah, and, and uh, went and won it. And Ju- Julian was in the meeting. It, Julian had a broken leg as well, to be oh, fair. All right. But uh, actually, my first two ever internationals, uh, mm. the second one I rode in 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 Roden in Holland, I won that one as well. So that that was a golden helmet, which you could sell back to them then. Oh, okay. <laughs> so for, for a bit of extra prize money, because it mm. it did look like um, a crash helmet painted with Humbrol. So <laughs> not, not like the old Czech golden helmets. I mean, no. Uh, which I've got. Well, I was going to show you one. Look, just, yeah. Uh, oh, they're, they're, they do look very nice. Yeah. And each, I'll tell you a bit, that's the 41st, so I have to get it out of the, out of the vault. Like, it, says, that one says 42nd on it, that one. Was um, it 42nd, 40, is it? It's 42 on that one, yeah. <laughs> that's the second one I won, I think. Yeah, okay, be, yeah. I don't know, uh, I don't know, it might be, but on the back, can you see the rubies on the back? That, uh, so, yeah, yeah, I can see them, yeah. Stones, see yeah, the stones? Yeah. Well, there's, there's 16 of them. And oh, okay. They, they represent uh, each rider who have lost their life. Oh, okay. On the track, so oh. that's what they're for. So, whoops. Oh, well, don't drop it. <laughs> but there you go, I thought I'd show you that one. Yeah, yeah. that's good to yeah. see. Because yeah. yeah. obviously, um, recently, obviously, Jason Dawes won the last I'm few years. That and, one, uh, yeah, definitely yeah. thumbs up for that one. Because yeah. um, obviously, Jason Dawes been won the last few years doing the Golden Helmet. And um, did you ever get a silly photo with it on your head? Yeah, yeah, everyone's got one of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but uh, no, it's, those sort of meetings are very, very good, and obviously it must be brilliant for yourself because obviously you won it twice, you know, and uh, like we said in the last one, you know, the best English rider to win it. Yeah, yeah. Did um, did I mention that? I probably did last time. Did did I mention that the the time uh, uh, we we studied the the, the chart with Ollie Olsen and went for it because it's the seventieth year when I went. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, and uh, we looked at the the, the two valve jar, the four valve Weslake, mm-hmm. and the, you know when uh, Ollie won it, he's about five times I think, and then yeah, might have been more than that, six times I think. And then Siggy won it as well. Yeah. And he's on, and they're sort of like four seconds and it went six seconds, you know, it's getting faster <laughs> and faster. And then, then, then it was uh, my two years. Mm. Yeah, and then and Mavis, he won one as well. John JD, the yep, other JD. JD. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> my two. And then we're obviously on, I was on GMs and uprights, but uh, decent tyres, you know, mm. obviously Dunlop, soft compound Dunlops. And then um, Jason Doyle, uh, Jason's time from the previous year, and there's something like uh, uh, two tenths of a second or something. Oh, really? And, and Ollie looked at. It, he said that that can't be right. He said mm. that. He said, look, look at that. He said, and that is actually thirty years. Yeah. You know, thirty years, and I like, uh, and that's diddle. Mm. And he and he said. So that's what we've got to do then. We'll go back on uprights. That's what Ollie said. There you go. Well, it, it kind of proves it then that um, obviously everyone's throwing money at engine tuners and things like that to so get faster equipment. But really and truly, it's not really benefiting on that sort of track because obviously part of Beats has not really changed over the years. It's still big and it's still flat and it's still like a dust bowl by the time you get to the grand final. Yeah. But, it, but yeah. it's um, yeah, it's interesting to know that because obviously then there's not much difference at all. Ben. No, no, that's right. And I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, that is it. I mean, I mean, we had um, a bit of rubber put the power power on the ground, mm-hmm. get the torque down, and um, okay, the, the the I can I can remember the very first time I, um, I trialed those um, the, the the low profile tire, if you call it, yeah, and it's just like riding on ice, you know, so. Um, and I thought, oh God, I'll never get adapt to this. You know, mm. that's it. Gonna have to retire. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but but yeah, you get you got you know you you had to change again, change your style. Change had to change so much through the years. Through as as the as the bikes change, the engines change. You, you sort of evolve and had to adapt to to make allowances for all these different. Um, rule changes and, and yeah. development changes. But um, probably the biggest for me was the tyre change. Mm. Um, and of course, the lay down, if anything, they, they came along, made, made things easier, easier to ride. If you were up front over, over, over the front rider. Yeah. Um, if, you were, if you were brought up on the lay downs nowadays, I'd, I'd think, well, I, I watch these GPs and I, I just don't know how they're going to get through a season or... <laughs> to the next meeting, you know, I just think, you know, they're just uh, very brave, very brave. Yeah, because I, 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 myself, I never rode, I never rode an upright, I only rode lay down. Um, and uh, the uprights have 
I get the impression are quite easier and a bit more forgiving to ride than what the laydowns are nowadays. Because obviously the laydowns hit a bit of dirt and you don't know where it's going to end up. Whereas probably on the upright, you could control it a bit better and, and get away with certain moves. Well, yeah, it'll still spit you off. If, 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 you, ha- if you hang off them like mm-hmm. you do on a laydown, you, 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 you won't last the weekend. You won't last, <laughs> you won't last a minute. You know, yeah. they're, 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 they're forgiving. If you, if, you, if you ride them as an upfront over the foot forward type of yeah. rider, then that's you can ride them. Mm. And and if you, even if you look at the the the, the good laid out that the, on the modern day laydowns mm. today, the ones who are very consistent, mm. the, the the top GP, GP guys ride up front over the front mm. in control rider. Although they are difficult to ride, but they're the ones who can who can control them. You know, even though they're very difficult to ride and very narrow. Well, you say a narrow power band, but they, I think they've got quite a, a wide power band. But um, um, the ones I think a lot of that sort of thing. The, the ones who, who, who just fly, off, you know, <laughs> hang their ass off the back mud guard and wonder why they lift, you know, sort of when yeah. they hit a hole or, or go through a hole, making not changing the body weight to, to allow. But going over the hole. I mean, sometimes if the track's holy and grippy, you could go through it, yeah. But and and gain an advantage. But you had to sort of pull yourself up to the front, pull yourself yeah. up to the front, start rolling the throttle off before you hit the holes, so it doesn't. So the so so you've got a chance of controlling that um, that jerk when you get it. But I, I don't know. They, they, that's all. <laughs> kind of gone out the window I think like sort of say the guys who have learned how to ride on the laydowns can't ride like that because no. they haven't got that experience of riding on an upright where you, you could roll a throttle off and mm. go over the bumps with the throttle off yeah you know and and get and get grip mm. I know. also get the impression a lot of these guys nowadays I mean I could be completely wrong but um, a lot of money know one way with the throttle nowadays um, and that is just twist and go Whereas um, I know myself when I was brought up, um, I was brought up to know which way the throttle goes. And like you said, if you could roll it off at the right sort of time, you'd be able to get away of going through a hole or missing a hole or whatever. You know, you could get away with it. But I think a lot of the guys nowadays, especially I'd say more like the poles and things like that, they just know one way and that's that's flat out, really. Well, they're flat out and they, uh, they go through a hole and blame the hole. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> For crashing yeah. cause of the, it's a hole's fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to put a hole there. Yeah, we want to put a hole somewhere else. You know, yeah. not my fault. I ride. I'm yeah. a professional. I ride a bike. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Will cause a crash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get, get him on the get him on the grass track. That's a proper hole. You find some holes in, <laughs> wouldn't you? So. <laughs> yeah, a good good old Dutch grass track, Stats Canal or somewhere like that. Mm. Blimey, yeah. That. Yeah, you need. Um, Need Popeye arms to hang on. <laughs> oh dear, but that, that, that's interesting to hear that sort of thing, though, more than anything. But um, sticking mm. with the grass track a bit more, um, you managed to obviously win the Ace of Aces in 1990. Um, I can imagine for yourself that was quite a, a big honour to win that grass track. Yeah, it was because I mean, I mean, um, <clears throat> uh, I think that's who's the pace, pace free girl? Is it Tracy Alvick? I think who. who Gave out the awards. I mean, he, there's a picture of it somewhere which my wife yeah. sort of really uh, gets upset about. 
I can um, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he, uh, yeah, I, I mean, he he really pushed the boat out. I mean, it's mm. big time, end of season stuff, um, big crowds, uh, had all the stars there. I mean, that helicopter ride, you know, flying an Egon and, yeah. you know, and picking up up for the motorway with, you know, with, um, on the M4 and, you know, all, all, all them sort of stories. It's, it's just great. And he's a great character as well. I mean, you know, um, right from the early days where we used to sort of invade the little chef and, and then there'd be the tomato, uh, tomato sauce fights on the way in the vans and everyone's got tomato sauce on the wind, wind, windows and, you know, that, you know, it's just, it's good, you know, yeah. it's, it, it's the end of season wind down, but um, but it's a very prestigious meeting to win, you know. And um, yeah, and he, and, he, and he had had some very very classy lineups, classy yeah. riders. Because obviously that sort of time, the late eighties, early nineties, you had some of the Speedway boys doing it. You had Hans doing it. You had Simon Malenko doing it. Um, Chris Morton was yeah. still doing a bit of it, you know. And I think there's that uh, famous meeting where the was it BBC grandstand covered it one year, yeah. and 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 just things yeah. like that, you know. It, it, I mean, the lineup was un- unbelievable that, most that, years. That 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 really could have been. Um, it's like some of Graham Hurry's meetings as well. I mean. If you get that sort of lineup, those stars, that yeah. sh- should be like a, a world championship with grass yeah. track. You know, that's, and I think that's probably may have been a better way of going at that time. You mm-hmm. know, so you had a world championship grass track and world championship long track. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and I think and I think it's just such a shame that um, the, the sort of the the, the stars now don't haven't got that. You know, Poland's Polish Polish speedway. Really, I mean, if you're a speedway rider now, you you, you ride speedway. Mm. You know, you don't. You know, you base yourself probably best base yourself in Poland. Yeah. And and then uh, whatever leagues you want to go from is, you know, uh, travel from there. Yeah. Want to be a serious speedway rider, but it's a shame about the long track, is because those stars. No doubt they make it. They're the, yeah. they're the, 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 the attraction. And if you imagine um, you have that sort of like, well, Marmond used to it in the south of France. That's mm. a, another one like um, that's normally on Bastille Day, 13th yeah. of July. And uh, I don't know if you've, have you have you ever been there to watch it? I've never been to watch, but it's one of my tracks on my, my track bucket list I want to go and visit because that's the yeah. one which is three if, corners, if, isn't it? So Yeah, if, if you, if you want, ever want to see a... a um, Something a bit special, mm-hmm. uh, and celebrate a lot of people. Very good at- atmosphere, grass track under lights. Yeah. Um, if, if if you know if you think it looks fast in the daytime, you look at it under lights, and it's just it is breathtaking. It yeah. really looks absolutely terrifying. I can remember <laughs> Mark, Mark Lorimer, he, his very first trip to to, to Marmond. He should have watched the practice. Well, he's, he's, no, he, he did did the practice, and he's fast. Mm. And he stood and watched the first race, and it's dark because it don't start about nine o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he watched the first race, and and, stood, and, he, and he went white, and he said, it, "He said, was I going as fast as that?" I said, "No, Mark, you're going faster." <laughs> <laughs> and he was. 
But yeah. absolutely, he, he, that frightened him just watching because it looked looked so fast. It looked absolutely breathtaking. Under lights, grass yeah. track under lights. That's, I think probably. But if, if Barkley would have, you know, carried on, I think that's probably what he would have. His ambition was because he, yeah. he experimented a couple, which um, which I rode in for him, you mm. know, um, little ones. But I think that's the ultimate. And maybe long track underlights as well. I think that'll probably, probably, probably crack it. But you need all the big stars as well. Yeah, yeah. and of course, um, say looking back at obviously the early day or the '90s and things like that, before Poland really opened up and all that sort of thing. Um, if I remember rightly, one of the, the Ace of Aces ones, you even got someone like you even got Thomas Gollop to do a grass track meeting there. Um, yeah, and along, along with also like riders like Henke Gustafsson. Uh, Stefan Dano, all good long Crumpy, trackers in yeah, the day. Jason, Crumpy, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. all, yeah, all. I mean, Crump, uh, Jason was. I mean, I took, I took him to his first um, long track when he's um, when he's just eighteen. I think he was. Oh right. He might have been seventeen actually. Um, I think they gave him a, a special license. He mm. could ride three. Uh, I think he could ride three internationals. I think it all. You know. So yeah, I took. Took him to his first first long track. That's in Ludwigslust. I think he rode uh, Peter Schrock's bikes. Mm. That's when his uh, Otto uh, uh, sponsored him, you know, mm. and uh, and uh, he, he, yeah, he he he, he loved it. Yeah. So he hired, hired a car at the airport and then drove to the track for the you know to start of the meeting or the, well, the practice and yeah. start. Yeah. Little trick there with your international license. If you ever get your driving license, you, you know, just flash them your international license and <laughs> manage to get a higher car. <laughs> Little tricks like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> yeah, get away with it now, but no. Yeah. It's the same as when we used to go on the ferries. Just to, everyone booked for one, and there's for one and see how many could get in the van about 10 I think but <laughs> yeah hide everywhere in the van yeah <laughs> yeah that, I think that all stopped when the Herald of Three Enterprise sank I think mm. they had to change their they had to count the numbers on the yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I dread to think I dread to think because what's going to happen now with the Brexit because like before well it was a nightmare before I mean mm. Christ I mean you, you had to have uh, carnets for your bikes I don't you probably don't know what I'm talking about but but, but yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a, a, a carnet was um, was a bit of paper. There we go. That's what. That's just. It, oh yeah. There we go. Oh yeah. And it's like a passport for your bike. Mm. So and, and you had to stamp it in every country and then stamp it as an entry and then exit of every country. So so if you're going through France to go to Germany, it's sort of like about three countries. Yeah. So that's six stamps out of your book. So you get a book of say seventy, yeah, with a year which you had to hand back at the end back to the AA, yeah, all these to prove that it's your you've still got your bike and it's mm-hmm. visited all these countries. So, um, but at the end of the year, when you want to put a few meetings in, you you count up how many pages you got left in your book. <laughs> you think, well, have I have I got enough pages to go in the country? So you used to try and skip one. So oh you, right. Stamp into one country. Ideally, if you could start stamp in and out of Calais in the front in, in France and then back. Yeah. And you only use 
two put two pages. <laughs> yeah. But it, the problem is the Dutch border because not going into, into Holland, they'll let you into Holland, but when you go out to go into Germany, they'll stop you and send you right back to the start and say, no, you, can't oh. you haven't come in. So you must go back to the border. So, <laughs> so you do a three hour de detour. Mm. Yeah. So we've been turned back a few and they'll follow you and make sure oh, right. you're back. Yeah. And then, and then there's always the stickers and the postcards and you have to give them to sort of, you know, apologize. Otherwise you've got the fine as well. Oh. Little, little tricks of the trade that you picked up over the years. Yeah, and later on, uh, we had to it all went. We had to change. We had to go build these. We didn't have carnets, but it, you had to go to the local VAT office and mm -hmm. and build build your own book. You know. So, oh, okay. So at the beginning of the start of season, I go to local cust uh, customs excise and have me three bikes on all the bikes I want to take abroad. Yeah. So well, I, this is what I built in the workshop. Mm -hmm. Put frame numbers and engine numbers on them type the books up mm. and they countersign them at the beginning. Oh, okay. And at the end of the year, you took the same bikes back. And so, and they, they, they used to love it. The, the local Ipswich, so, you know, three or four of them used to come out, sign autographs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they said, yeah, we'll be following you, you know, so have a good season, see you at yeah. the end of the season. And, and uh, we had to do that three or four years. Me, me oh, and Martin right. Hagen, we, we, sussed all that out and, mm. and uh, yeah that was uh, so yeah we you know it's half the battle was getting to the places yeah that's probably where all the stories are I mean the meetings and the meetings but it's getting there getting back all the wild rides you had to do yeah I, I mean, we've had all sorts of sort of gone in you know we've got halfway and broke down and had to borrow a horse box I think Buster was with us once Buster Chapman we've all right. the, uh, we're all because because like you know if you can save a few quid we always used to double up and which is yeah. you know sort of the, mo the more you get in the van and split the cost up the better so mm. I mean that was great you know if you've got four or five riders in a van and you know and bikes out of your ears and you know and, <laughs> but it's a cheap trip yeah and, and so if you, you, you start money and prize money it made it a you know, good, good, good trip. Good, you know, worthwhile doing. Yeah, cause I, can, I can imagine that you, um, a lot of the boys like yourself, Mark, for example, who did the long track, would be riding against each other at Reading on Monday or something like that. If it was Reading Kings Lynn or something. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we would be sort of like, you know, because um, that that that's that's the way to 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 cut down travel expenses because mm -hmm. that's a big big chunk of your expense if you go on your own. Yeah. Well, you can imagine how much it costs nowadays. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. Um, fuel, ferry. But I mean, if you can sort of go, I think our cheapest trip to the south of France back was about ten of them in Smudger's van. <laughs> I think I think that costs us thirty five quid each. Oh, <laughs> so <yeah. laughs> that's right. So we're, we're on reasonable start money as well. So that made it everyone was happy. In actual fact, I think we stopped off at the breakers yard to fill and bought a Citroen gearbox for him for his car. <laughs> well, he, he bought a Citroen gearbox. Yeah. The, the, um, That's a bit of a squeeze getting in and it sort of put a bit of a scorch mark on smudges, wheel arches, but... Uh, well. 
it's a bit overloaded, but but it's great. But I mean, they're the sort of things, you, you know, we did. And um, I say one trip with Martin, I think we we uh, his van overheated, and he r- rang up Don Godden because he's a Godden rider. Yeah, and I think Don Godden knew. Um, uh, I think it's Mick, Mickey Potter's brother who ran a road r- racing team. And he said, he said, oh, yeah, I've got a, um, a horse box you can borrow, you know, like, um, mm-hmm. uh, well, you know, half converted. He said, but the brakes don't, you know, you can take it. The brakes don't. Well, it's not taxed or anything like that. But it pumped up the tyres and it started. And off we went. We're sort of into Germany with it in a sort of like a horse box, all the bikes in the van. I think Matt Mondo's with it, Buster was with us, mm-hmm. uh, with helping Martin. And uh, it's just full, probably about eight, nine of us, I think there was. And um, yeah, went to Germany, no brakes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need brakes. <laughs> don't need brakes, no. So that no. was, uh, yeah. All right, all right, all right. yeah, very good fun. And I think I think we saw Grubby and Barkley there as well. I think, where did we go? Vector, I think it was. Mm. That was a, that turned out. Um, so I've seen these places start from a field with straw yeah, bales, yeah. Um, like Marmande in France, the very first one I rode in about 78, I think it was. Mm-hmm. It literally was on the edge of an airfield with straw bales around. Now it's sort of like three corner flood. It's always been three corners, mm-hmm. always beautifully prepared. Um, but now it's a tourist attraction where, um, which is an, and it's terrific because, like, um, the, prom- the promoters, like, uh, their, their girlfriends or their people who they uh, started out with and now got, um, uh, are on the councils and part of the community. And, and look, look, at, look at the grass as a, as a different, as a sport, as their piece of motorsport for the town. And so they promote it. And that's so nice. And it, it's just, uh, it'd be so great if... Um, if other towns can, particularly over the hit, you know, in this country, yeah. could help clubs and say, right, we're proud of our speedway teams and whatnot. Let's let's give them, um, you know, give them a boost and sort of put put money into it as a tourist attraction on, you know, for, for certain events or even support mm. certain events. Yeah, because I mean, you know, you don't really get that sort of thing much more. You know, you don't get uh, sort of like a bank holiday special sort of meeting nowadays. I mean, you get in, you get in the speedway still, because obviously you get the double headers the month, in the, mm. the morning and the evening, but you don't really get that sort of thing over here. Like you say, you got, um, when you have it in my mind, it's on Bastille Day. And of course, it, I've heard stories, it doesn't finish till like one, two o'clock in the morning, because it's, oh, yeah. it's that's a long right, meeting. Yeah. yeah, that's right, yeah. I've, I've been there with um, w- one of the finals. It was about so half past one, two o'clock in the morning, and... Uh, <laughs> And George George Hack was in that one, as and uh, I think we travel with PC as well. He's used to mm-hmm. a lot lot of doubling up with PC on the grass tracks. He's a good, great guy, mm-hmm. and um, and we, we we all made it's good. The 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 objective is whoever when we're all in the van, if we all make the final, that's the objective of the day. Mm-hmm. So if, so if there's four of us or whatever if we're all off this five or whatever but <laughs> we're getting at the six man final for four yeah. was all in the final that's a terrific day because we're all you know we're all, all at a result 
So, um, and I can remember where Marmon of the race was stopped. I think it's because Smudger went off the track and ended up, you know, in, in, in the ditch. I think in fact, they had only one ditch and he went in it. <laughs> and um, the race got stopped. And, uh, but before that, we're following, I was following George Hack and PC was right by my left shoulder and we're sort of together. Mm. And George sort of like was going higher and higher on that, on this, um, this Marmon that's sort of like a, it's like a big D really. And yeah. he sort of went uh, up. So, you, so the first corner, you sort of like touch the apex and then straight up, and then you go straight along the fence, which is a tiny little straight. Then you peel off the fence on the edge of the dirt mm. and then skim across the apex. And then you sort of like, you time it right then you just touch the edge of the fence going down the long straight <clears throat> and I mean I all, all the rest of us gauge it on eyesight mm-hmm. and sort of like well now I'm getting a bit close to the fence now I won't pull in so much on the dirt George actually gauges it by the dirt <laughs> and sort of like how much it's pulling his arms or how mm. much it's pulling which is so he's stuck in it and he actually where he got close to the fence, he actually rode up. I mean, the fence must have been, what, uh, what is it, about two metres high, safety mm. fence, something like that. Well, he, he, he was in front of us, and he, and he came round, pieces on my left shoulder, uh, um, and we both saw this flash and big cloud of dust. And he was in this <laughs> big pile of, he's really in the soup. Yeah. And, and he peeled off it, and, and, and he actually rode up the fence and I reckon and, and his tire mark was about six inches off the top of the fence and he didn't fall off. No, no. He, he just rode, rode it like the wall of death. And then he, <laughs> and then he rode down it and then mm. and I'll shut the throttle, PC shut the throttle and he come across the front of the pair, pair of us at about 90 degrees mm. and then he twisted his bike in half to stay on the track but spat his <laughs> chain off. Oh no! <laughs> but they, they but they stopped the race because because Smudger ended up in a ditch, I think it was, and yeah. and um, and I, and I said to PC, I said, "Did you see that?" <laughs> and he and he said, "George," he said, "Have you have you a problem with the fence?" He said, "No problem, not with the fence. The problem is the chain is off." Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was carrying yeah. on. Didn't worry about the fence. It just. <laughs> and PC just looked at each other. <laughs> he thought, oh dear God. <laughs> yeah, you know, that sort of thing. But that, yeah. George Hack sounds like he was one of those sort of those characters and, uh, you know, the sort of the guy who just like hold on for grim death and hope for the best. Well, no, he's very skillful. You know, right he, here, yeah. yeah, he was skillful. He just was fearless. You know, he mm. just, <laughs> you know, he, <laughs> you know, he'd, uh, if it's something he, you know, it didn't bother him a few holes or a bit of, you know, if it, if, if, if it meant going a, an inch off the fence to sort of get a bit of grip, he'd go and find it, mm. you know, wouldn't worry him. And he's strong enough to hang on to it. Yeah. You know, which, which is, um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, no, Again, also, he, he was a former Ipswich rider as well, wasn't he? He rode for Ipswich for a couple of years as well in the British League. Yeah, I, I mean, so that is a, a, another sort of golden era as well, you know, with, with uh, I mean, I say, when you look at, uh, look back 
on the long track and the speedway when you had uh, Michonette, Brigo, yeah. you know, Olsen, Major. Mm. Oh, fantastic, really. You know, um, and Hack, Muller, Beesbock, uh, mm. Posh and Rider. Yeah, they're, they're just, the names just sort of fly off. You know, yeah. Pete, Pete, Michael, you know. Pete yeah, Michael Lee, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, I think John Louis had a uh, dabble at it as well. Mm. The long track. Because I mean, yeah, uh, uh, Chris Louis had a go at it as well, didn't he? Because I've seen pictures service in recent sort of months of uh, him at Marmond and things like that. Well, he bro- he actually rode my bike. Um, oh, okay. Because one one year uh, it fell fell on a day where I was I, I couldn't ride because I think mm-hmm. Chris was riding. It might have been riding for Hackney then. I was riding Triptych, so I couldn't couldn't ride in it. So and that is, I'd won it the year before, and uh, he, he said, "Oh." I said, I can't, and I, the club rang out and said, no, I can't do this year because of dates fall wrong. He said, oh dear. He said, I said, but, um, but Chris can do it. You know, he, yeah. he would like to have a go. And he, he said, Chris Lewis, he said, yeah. And I, he said, uh, but he's, does he ride? I said, no, but he can borrow, he can use my bike. And he said, oh, great. Okay. So he effectively took me place. So, um, so, he he was quite chuffed with he got my start money, <laughs> so he's quite <laughs> he's quite pleased with that. Yeah, <laughs> and then I said you can you can have, borrow the bike, and he said that that is the one I, I won it on last year. So mm. you know it's 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 re, you know you, you, it's reasonably got a good chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he said he absolutely crapped his pants because he. <laughs> Because I think I think Roscoe wrote, wrote his first one in there as, as well. I think and and uh, and he said he's he's fine, and, and he, he took his first race tentatively, and then he absolutely sort of um, he he was a bit off the pace as he might he, as he kindly put it. Yeah. And, um, but what he wasn't expecting when the, the winner went over the start finish line, they turned all the lights off. It's fine, but for Chris, but he's still going into the into the third and fourth bend at the time. So he absolutely cracked his pants. He sort of said, "What's going on here?" Yeah. All of a sudden, right in the last half lap, half of the lap, and all of a sudden it goes pitch black. You know, that's not an experience you want to have. Not really. No, no, they just turn the lights off. So you know, that is uh, that is a learning curve for him. Mm-hmm. And he rode in my farewell grass track as well, Chris. Oh right, yeah. But he, he he did a few. He did, you know. But there's some good. I say Italy had some long mm. tracks as well. Mantegnana, that was a good one. Yeah. Again, I think a lot of them obviously crossed over from the speedway to the grass track and the long track and things like that. So yeah, again, you rode in what I would class as a golden era again of speedway where everybody rode everything. So you know, yeah. so you, so you didn't just necessarily meet each other on the speedway. You met yourself on the grass track, the long track, or whatever. You know that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. But um, there is one thing I, I want to t- touch on, though, is is um, the old um, bonfire burn-up, you know. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, that was another. Because you, uh, you, you won that twice, didn't you? You won that in uh, 1995. So you basically did the double in, at the end of 1990. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's one of my favourite trip-boarded circuits, actually, Collier mm. Street. Really, really suited, suited my riding style. Um and uh, yeah, I loved it actually. Loved the place. You could sort yeah. of like gear it up, put a big, big high gear on it, mm. you know, and um, nice and smooth. No sort of like, you know, 
rash moves and just sort of let it build up speed and just, uh, you know, let it roll, let it run. Yeah. And just keep getting faster and faster <laughs> and faster. And then obviously came down to yeah, the, uh, what was, was it the old six lap four like as well you had as well, didn't you? Yes, they did. Yeah, I used to like those, the old six lapper. Yeah, they keep keep you keep you fit. I tell you, yeah, keep, that's what you need. That's what everyone should, should be compulsory. Yeah. Everyone should do it. Yeah, <laughs> I think you might have a few arguments there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but, um, that's how you get your pop, pop eye arms. That's how you do it. Exactly. Like spinach. Exactly. Yeah. But no, that, that was used to be uh, my favourite sort of grass track was going to Tunbridge, which is obviously local to myself, you know, it's only like 45 minutes to an hour away from me. So it's like, you know, it's um, a good good memories to have of that place. It's a shame we obviously we don't have it no more. But um, mm. did you did you ever ride it when they sort of converted it into like a bit of a speedway track? Well, yeah, I did. Yeah, 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 yeah no, that's good. And then I think they converted it back again, didn't they? Cause yeah, that they material did. Yeah. Started to get a bit... Um, a bit strange, but uh, got got a bit too slick and dusty, didn't it? So mm. they sort of like put, put it back to grass. But mm. uh, they used to run one in uh, the Battle of Britain as well, which That's I think it. I won that um, once as well, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, I like, I like the club, like the, the the guys who run it. You know, um, the Penfolds. I mean, they 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 were good or grass track roots. Yeah, know, uh, and uh, really really good to deal with. Mm. And uh, they, they again used to sort of um, push the boat out, you know, put on a put on a show, excellent display, well, very well organised, and um, yeah, it's it's, it's it, there's still, you know, there's one or two sort of like um, keen keen people about. I mean, yeah. the thing is, pe- people sort of like we get older, people, you know, sadly not with us any longer, and, yeah. and that, you know, and and that bit of passion's gone as well mm. but um i'm sort of just very lucky really to very fortunate to sort of be in that era where um I've, well you, you summed it up really the golden era yeah and um i was sort of living history of it <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> true yeah yeah and of course then we can we can hear all these sort of stories now which it was great to hear you know it's uh um, it's good to hear that that sort of thing, you know, and uh, hopefully, you know, in, in the future with all this COVID all sorted out and whatnot, we can get the old grass track on the speedway going again. And you never know, might get some good, even more better meetings then. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, it's, uh, yeah, I, 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 it's just such a shame the grass. I mean, it, it, it took a few years where we're with it ever did recover from the old um, foot and mouth but you know yeah. that, that, that was the first little kind of um, turning point really mm. and then um, yeah and this COVID thing well that's just sort of like you know you know old, so old, one for six so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's right yeah we don't, don't know how how we can recover from that but you know um, yeah hopefully it'll all it'll come good yeah yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they, but they, it's, they say it's good to hear because obviously they say we, we spoke a lot about the speedway front in the last episode we did together. But this one's great to hear the grass track and things like that because obviously, like you said, you've seen places like Marmon come from, like you say, a grass field 
to a pretty much a super stadium now. It's probably the same in Germany. You've probably seen places like Herxheim who come from again probably a grass field into a a, a big old stadium like these now. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen huge crowds there, you know, and and you know, on the fathers, oh, Him, Himmel, Himmel tag, him Heaven Day, Himmelfart, or what they call it, and. Um, yeah, and I was, I, I can remember going on a presentation once with Coxie and um, he was, um, well, we started, we, it's a very slow parade. It's like on a, they go on a little wagon, you know, and um, look like a, a little noddy toy, you know. <laughs> yeah. Sort of like a carriage train and we're going around. Waving. And the first and second, as we got, went down the first and second bend, they, they all look quite, they're all been there all day. Hot sunshine, normally thirty, you know, good thirty-five degrees, yeah. stinking hot day. They're all on holiday. Loads of it's a, a wine region, you know. There, there's wine, loads of beer. It's all flowing, and they're having a great time. You know, they don't worry if the meetings on or who's riding or whatever. They'll just cheer yeah. anyone. But I'll tell you what. It, it, and, and when we got to the the first and second, we thought, right, they're all they're all in a good mood. I think Crossy was there, and we saw. Oh, okay. They're all fairly hammered, the crowd. <laughs> and by the time we got to the third and fourth, they were absolutely legless. <laughs> and, and, and we thought, well, there must be a different, whether they've been out in the sun longer, or yeah. there's a different level of alcohol percentage <laughs> on the third and fourth bend, I don't know. But they were absolutely, they couldn't stand up. You know, they were like... <laughs> oh, they're brilliant. I think that is probably the... Uh, I think, can you remember Brian Griffin and, and Corn? They sort of used to, he ran Kings Lynn. Yeah, Brian Griffin over rings a bell, yeah. And, and a lot of times they're wiggy sponsors and, and they uh, obviously went to watch Simon. And uh, they're great, great, uh, great couple actually, great fun, great fun to be with, Re- really good sponsors and really hell of a laugh. Yeah. And, and uh, they they were part of the the beer tent with the night before, <laughs> and the, you know, and and uh, they never saw the meeting at all. Oh, oh brilliant! <laughs> they were actually, <laughs> and there's a few who actually don't actually get to see the meeting at all, and just lay slumped on the table, and that's where they <laughs> where they start, and that's where they finish. Yeah. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, because. Yeah. Um, I've worked with obviously a mechanic for James Shane's a few times, and he's told me some stories from Germany and France and Holland and stuff like that. So you know, it's to hear the same thing again is brilliant because obviously the project hasn't changed. <laughs> no, it hasn't changed. No, no. If people are going to have fun, they'll they'll have fun. Yeah. Know, and, uh, and it's, it's like, like like those meetings are so special because they are like carnival days. You mm. know, they're sort of really, really uh, they they're out to have a good time and they they do a damn good job of it <laughs> yeah i can imagine they do <laughs> but uh, did you ever do the um the tetro meeting there in germany i i did um a couple of times that i entered well uh three times uh twice it was rained off oh. <laughs> and and uh and the other the other time i done it i wasn't very well prepared and actually uh i borrowed my dad's forks out of his dt100 yamaha mm-hmm. and just sort of like and uh, and sort of uh, took had a diamond out of a skip. We raised it up, and every time I went over that big jump, I'm shitting myself because I think we're brazen. 
It was in actual fact. Hans Erk was um, was was there, and he he looked at it. He said, he said, uh, "Your bike, Jeremy." I said, "Yes, yes." He said, uh, well, "You you heard of the, the the canal, the English canal?" I said, "Yeah, yeah." This is the best place for this machine. <laughs> and I did agree with him because you, you couldn't actually keep it in a straight line. That was just so awful, you know, but, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause if, uh, if, if anyone doesn't really know what that meeting is, it's basically like a grass track with motocross style sort of thing with jumps and left and right hand turns, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I did enjoy it. Um, mm. but you know, like same thing, you go from the start, you sort of do a bit of a left, and then I'd say Banksy used to excel around there as well. Um, and then you've got a sharp, well, you turn right rather, not left, and, and then and then there's a, you've got to sort of go over a little bit of a jump, and then and then a, a fairly sharp left, which runs yeah, along yeah. a bit of a fence and a straight, but I was got there sort of fairly, made a fairly reasonable start out of there and then then about three people just went round the outside of us, splattered against the fence and carried on and off it and I thought, all oh, right, okay, I see all this is all about. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you know, look probably a bit too cautious. And what put me off was going over the big jump as you came down the hill, it sort of twisted left and right. Oh, okay. So but as you're you can't actually see if anyone's dropped it in oh, front right. of you. So, so I just couldn't do it. I couldn't commit. I mm. couldn't because I always thought I was going either even the thought was going to drop out or <laughs> I was going to land on top of someone because yeah. you couldn't see them as you're going down. So mm. it's quite um, mind over matter, which mm. I didn't really have long enough to to master it to be honest. <laughs> No, but it is, again, it was another one you you done and you tried yeah. it, and obviously again, it didn't say it didn't suit you. But obviously, I've seen uh, photos of again Simon doing it, and I think he won it a couple times. And he, he in, did very, he's very very good round there. Except, and I think probably uh, we we used to. I mean, there's enough meetings going on anyway. But I think there's um, we used to do uh, Gustro Saturday and Saturday night and Sunday night. Yeah, and then Harza Winkle on on the on the Monday on the way home, and uh, that you know, um, and I think one weekend, I think uh, one year Simon won uh, Saturday night Gustro, um, Saturday Tetro, Sunday night um, or Sunday Tetro, Sunday night Gustro, and he won Harza Winkle on on mm. the Monday, and. Uh, uh, and and we had a little tot up <laughs> what what uh, what what he uh, and he's very he had a big smile a bigger smile than normal anyway <laughs> yeah managed to keep his keep his, um, <laughs> keep, keep his uh, big old wagon fueled up put it that way should we say <laughs> well you need, you need you needed to on that bus I'll tell you because yeah yeah because yeah, he, he took it to another level again didn't he with his uh, big old bus and things like that and uh, obviously all the, all, all the things all, that he tried. That was all right until you're sort of in the middle of a, in the middle of on the side of the motorway, trying to take a wheel off and it's pissing down with rain. It's not so funny and sort of like, yeah. Brett's Brett saying, "Have you done that yet, Don?" <laughs> <laughs> no, 
a nice bit of encouragement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try a bit harder. Yeah. <laughs> He's there with his legs up and his feet up, watching you doing it. Yeah. yeah. Are you getting oh. wet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant, mate. Yeah. Brilliant. But uh, yeah, because obviously, again, touching on Simon, you've obviously done all that stuff with um, aerodyna- aerodynamics and obviously the the suits and obviously that famous sort of like bat mudguard that he he made or had made. Yeah, I mean, he, he was, uh, you know, he, he, he man, uh, Julian, really. I mean, Julian's bike, so I don't know if you've seen some of the stuff he's been restoring. and Not really, you know, no. Oh, fantastic, you know, he's uh, way ahead of the game. And then, and he's still, his work's just superb. And Simon's well, you know, got uh, great ideas. And, uh, yeah, good forward vision. I think that's... Um, sums him up you know and uh yeah yeah improve his sport and uh and, and and he did you know and he accepted the criticism and the and the banter which went on because he looked like an amphibian you know, <laughs> green suit on you know with his all his go faster gear on but he made him stand um, out though so well there you go i mean uh, and it's uh you know a bit of gamesmanship as well yeah and um yeah, it worked for him. So, yeah, yeah. he's yeah, brilliant. Well, no, it's, it's good. And again, it's a shame that we don't. Well, he's no longer with us or anything like that. Because I'm sure he would have uh, turned the sport around a lot in his own way. Because I've, um, I think I've got a Speedway star from like '93, I think it was, and the, the stuff that he said was was going wrong at the time in '93 hasn't changed and still is slightly going wrong nowadays, um, and stuff well, like that. Well, that, that's yeah. What well, you said, he had a great full vision. We spent hours. Sort of traveling and uh, in, in wait for planes in the airports, and we used to sort of like have a lot of discussions what's wrong with the sport and what we can do, and sort of like. Um, and I think one uh, he, he showed me this letter once he's going to uh, he said, I'm going to write this to Terry Russell, and sort of this is my ideas. And mm. and that was, um, and he said, What do you think? And he showed, he said, I haven't shown anyone this. And he said, What do you think? I sort of value your opinion because we used to chat a lot about different things and yeah you know he knew i'd um i'd tell him how it was you know wouldn't Mm. sort of if i didn't think it was a good idea i would would tell him but but he he showed me all uh um you know what his forward vision of the the sport and how it's going to you know Mm. the the way he could improve it for television and so he had a great um a a, a great skill Mm. and uh and that's basically what, what the team suits was, and that was one of his mm. uh, ideas, which which obviously Terry took on board and pushed it along, and yeah. and that's kind of uh, I think that's a, a plus plus. So that's you can when you see a team suit, you can say, well, you know, that's probably something Simon's, mm. you know, one of Simon's legacies. Yeah, because I've got. Because I've got one of the Eastbourne ones from that year, from '98, when we had the, when we had the team suits on, and um, I, I never knew how thin they were until you you picked them up and you thought, Jesus Christ, these were really thin suits that they first came out with. Yeah, yeah, they weren't, didn't have a lot of protection, did they? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not really, no. But um, obviously, the same Sainsbury bag had a bit more at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it probably did. It probably did. But no, but I mean, like you say, yeah. Most guys' clubs run with um, the suits and everything. I mean, again, a race jacket is good to have, but I think obviously nowadays it is the it is the suits that make everyone stand out. 
Yes, yeah, and the different styles. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it works and, and it's good good for the TV, you know. Yeah. So and, and you can see look on the GPs now and, and how everyone's smarting themselves up, the bikes yeah. look good yeah. and the you know the, the levers look good, the entertainment's there. Mm-hmm. I mean that, the the GPs really are a success, but but then you think, well, uh, the success is probably the forfeit of probably some of the other track sports, perhaps. You know, because yeah. um, I, I always think, because well, I, I don't think it's probably, yeah. it's probably, you know, is there enough riders to go around? You know, that's the, we need to sort of that's, that's the breed thing, a few yeah. more, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, but, there's so so many quality riders um, uh, who could sort of uh, with multi disciplines, you know, mm-hmm. that really, really were. Because I don't think you'll yeah. ever get someone like um, what Eric did in '84, where you win the World Individual Speedway Championship, the World Long Track, and obviously win the World Team Cup and probably the pairs as well. You know, to you, you won't ever get that. Yeah. I don't think in, in the modern day. Well, I mean, someone like Michael Lee, but <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, or PC, PC, or yeah, you know, PC, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. They, they, yeah, yeah. No, you're right, but I mean, mm. that just shows. Uh, you know the, the that golden era. The, the, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's quality riders now, but I think probably uh, there's probably a few more. You know, the, mm. and the, the level was a little bit. Um, I don't know. What's your opinion? Do you think it's a higher level or a lower level? Or uh, if you, if I look back on what I know from that sort of uh, those sort of eras, um, I think the modern rider today. Um, doesn't do as much much as what you did back in your day. I mean, okay, you didn't have the Grand Prix series um, and things like that. And but then you were committed to riding in Poland, doing the grass track or whatever. So I reckon you did probably more meetings and just as much travelling as what they do nowadays. But the difference being is that you're, like you said before, multidisciplined. You know, you mm. had you, you could you could go to I don't know say for example you went to arena essex on a friday you know with reading and then it was like a wet night arena and then you go somewhere on the sunday and it can be the same conditions there and you can you can just adapt to it but i think if you yeah. put someone like um i don't know like bath or smarslick you know br- bloody brilliant on the spirit bike but maybe if you put him on a grass track bike or something like that he wouldn't be able to adapt to how he is on the speedway i mean he might do in time but i don't think he would be able to adapt to it like you guys did back in the day Mm. Yeah, it's a different. It's a yeah. It's it's a it's a, it's a good debate, really, isn't it? Mm. Maybe very you know, much so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, one for one for for wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like, like many of these debates are. These debates yeah. are. But uh, no, it's interesting to hear what you, you and Simon used to discuss a lot of things. You know, it's because um, obviously, like you said, again, the team suits is one of Simon's legacies, amongst other things. Did he ever sort of talk about um, the future of British Speedway, like especially like sort of English riders? Did he have like a plan that he could ever put into place to help the English kids? Uh, what does it say? Hang on, someone's popped up on here. What have I oh, hang on. on. <laughs> glasses on. <laughs> nah, that's all right. No, you're good. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't know what that was. No. <laughs> Run a free scan or something. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, well, <laughs> he's just passionate. You know, he wanted, he wanted to see the sport grow and be on television and sort of uh, 
money involved and um, you know and, and let, let's face it I mean the money's at the very top levels um, better than it, better than it ever has been but yeah. it's still nowhere near um, for the for the risks you take it still weren't nothing near some of the other sports like tennis golf cricket you know yeah possibly rug, rug, rugby union now you know yeah. there's sailing even do, do you know yeah, what I mean, I know and, what you mean uh, yeah and uh you think well we're getting there but we're still a long way off and, yeah. and it's how now how do you get that um get, you know push that product yeah. how do you improve it that stage further do yeah. you sort of then go to the uh you know the the, the Asian countries mm. and sort of push it and sell it that way because I think it's a great product to sell to sell yeah and I think that you've got um well I don't know it's changing now I don't know if it's uh, <laughs> who who they who's um who they've awarded the contract to it's that that um uh is it well, the Polish company now isn't it because because you Eurosport I've got the rights to the Grand Prix series Eurosport have for the next 10 years um, obviously I think the British League is still being covered by BT over here um, mm. but obviously th- this year would have been well it is BSI's last year of being in charge of the Grand Prix before Eurosport take over because obviously Eurosport were involved I think with um, one sport who run the SEC um, yeah. and yeah. Um, they, they've all sort of got together and they've got the rights to the Grand Prix and obviously the things that you read in the press about what they want to do you know is is great obviously but it's a shame that BSI's last year was in the Covid year and they couldn't really capitalise too much on what the product is now yeah 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 it's disappointing for them really because I I think they've done a terrific job Mm. you know and um, um, I don't know how I don't know if uh, I don't know if it's a a 2p thing whether it's the same staff who, who will um, be uh, managing <laughs> for the for the i've got no idea but no, I mean, it, yeah it, it remains to be seen what their uh, aspirations are yeah you know for but, the, the where they're going to take it to different countries or mm. or hope, I, I hope they do it justice that's what i'm worried about you know yeah but i think i think the, i certainly have yeah, they have. They 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 raised the bar in, in two like two thousand and things like that and onwards. They raised the bar completely with a lot of it. Yeah. But um, yeah, but looking sort of more like towards the, like the British League, I think a lot of the problem with the, with the British League is the fact that um you know we've lost a lot of clubs. You know it hasn't helped over the years, um and, and things like that. And I saw I think it was a, a press release by by Glasgow um earlier this week. Oh, sorry, last week saying about that they that they're contemplating changing the points limit for next year, even though we've not ridden any league racing over here for for this year, which in my opinion is a bit of a strange one. Um, but you know, <laughs> they got to have something to talk about, haven't they? That is <laughs> true. That is true. About. That is true. But uh, the one thing <laughs> I would. Yeah, well, that is true. Yeah, the old uh, annual meetings might be quite boring after a while, but um, yeah. but the one thing, the one thing I would like to see come back to the British League, especially, is the old tax sub rule. Six points down, bring a bring a tax sub in. You know, not necessarily on double points, but you know, just to replace an out of form rider for an inform rider, like you used to be able to do. I thought that I thought they already brought that in, didn't they? I think I think. Well, I don't. Know, it keeps changing so much. I can't keep up with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I thought they did last year in certain competitions, didn't they? 
Yeah, I think uh, they might have done. Yeah. They might have done. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure they did. Um, yeah. Or, or maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. They're I don't, I don't know. But, but, <laughs> yeah. But because uh, I, remember, I remember they said they, they, one year they exempted, just... they exempted Heat 8, for example. They couldn't do bring a tax up in Heat 8 like, one year and things like that. And you just think, well, you know. <laughs> I, know it's a, I, know it's a, I know it's an easy race for a tax hub to get a maximum points from, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. They because that is an easy one to to do. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember what they called, but it's, it's similar to tax hub, but it wasn't, was it? Yeah, it was, I think yeah, I think it was something similar like that. But um, yeah. but I I still think sometimes you got to go look back at what it was that the, the sport over here to to help move it forward. Really, you know, at the end of the day, but. What do I know? I know nothing. <laughs> it comes to it all. <laughs> I, I don't know how you can drive it forward now. I mean, um, I mean, uh, I think the bikes need looking at for sure. Mm. Um, I, I think probably there. Um, yeah, maybe it, go like so go back. I mean, when 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 uh, the laydowns first came out, they're terrific things. You know, yeah. you, you know, you could you could uh, they're rideable, controllable. Mm. So, um, you know, pro, pro, perhaps you know, go go back to 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 that to that era. How, how you do it, I don't know. How you police oh. it, but they certainly were more rideable. Mm. Were, um, there, were there were there a lot of them then? Then like old uprights converted then. Well. Well, they were, yeah, and and so I mean, when you first uh, went from upright, upright to lay down, they um, you uh, they lost a bit of the mid range, so yeah. uh, so you know, so what we tried to do was put the mid range back. Mm. Um, what what you missed on the on the upright. Um, which we managed to do on the on the early um, laydowns, and you had something with um, a great spread of power and something really rideable, mm-hmm. you know, very usable, very very flattish torque curve, and um, you know, uh, um, nice to ride, basically yeah. easy to ride, nice to ride. Mm-hmm. Um, but but there again, we were all. Um, over the front type riders. Mm. It, like you said, the, I think a lot of it bases down to the style of the rider more than anything. Um, with yeah. a lot of things. Yes, that's right. Yeah, mm. and um, yeah, that's. Okay, so okay, so that's basically it. And then um, it's, it's just a, you know gone further and further, doing more revs and yeah. Uh, and I think it's now now you're you've got riders who they've only ever ridden laydowns. Yeah. And, and I think probably the the way they uh, they haven't ever learned how to ride with a with a big old chunky grippy Carlisle tire. <laughs> if, if you if you if you say right, everyone, you know, let's or soft compound Dunlops with a sort of big old chunky bit of rubber. If you put them if you put them on the lay down, probably now with a modern day rider, he, he probably would pull his up. He'd need. You know, pull his arms out, or he probably wouldn't get around the corners. You know, you probably have to change something. Yeah. So they're about to ride them at all. You know, mm. so they would roll a throttle and sort of because if they lay down so much rubber. Yeah. You know, you you, you wouldn't wouldn't be able to 
get round the corners unless you, um, you know, change them a little bit. As long as you don't go back to the old uh, solid block tyres of '96, uh, then we think we'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're like the sort of concrete, aren't they? Sort of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the I mean, yeah, I mean, those things, the tyres. I mean, they, they make a hell of a difference, you know, yeah. to the to the safety and the the, the type, the style, you know, um, tyres, and obviously, obviously, you know, um, rideability. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, I, the last time I rode a lay down was a probably Morton Rizzo's, um testimonial, you know, and farewell. Yeah. And that, um, and I thought, well, they, they just lack so much mid-range. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like an automatic, you know, and, and it just, <laughs> I thought, well, there's no, I can't write, I, I couldn't, I couldn't write, you know. No, I, yeah. It's not my type of bike, I'd have to have something mm. with, where you could sort of roll the throttle off and which I did, you know, road lay downs of mine were, were like that, mm. but they're very easy to ride as well. Yeah. You know, you could sort of work the throttle and work it, but obviously riders don't ride like that anymore. So no, exactly. Yeah, so maybe I'm odd. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You just like to go fast and controlled for that way, should we say, you know, yeah. <laughs> That's, that's I thought that was the name of the game well yeah yeah and like anything times have changed but uh, anyway Jim we must wrap this up because it's been a great part two to yeah. obviously the, okay. the part one we had earlier um, yeah. you know it's great to hear your stories you know and fingers crossed we can all sort of meet up again in the new year or, or when the season starts and uh, have some more laughs and chats you know and things like that you know Yep, all thumbs right. up. <laughs> we we'll have, have one there. So, sorry to bore you all, I'm sure, but, but there no. you go. I hope you... No, well, the, 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 the last uh, video we had, um, the chat and everything, it's been one of my best ones so far. I've been most listened to and most watched I've had so far. So, well, you know, you, oh, that's good. Do you get many many watching it or not? Or... Uh, the, the numbers are creeping up. Put it that way, they're creeping up, but it's it's, get, it's getting everything out there. So hopefully, this part two will uh, get even more people. In, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll get people even more enthusiastic and uh, enjoy it more. But um, there we go. There we go. Yeah, bit, yeah. bit of love. That's what it is. <laughs> Give me love. There yeah, exactly. But um, cheers tonight, Jim. Right, much much appreciate it. Um, I must say to everyone, please like the pages again. I keep saying it every time, like it, follow the group. Um, it's all on YouTube and Spotify and as I found out the other day on Apple iTunes so you can subscribe to me and watch and listen to any any of these anywhere anytime so but um, thanks tonight Jim much appreciated mate love these toys cheers take care mate <laughs> bye <laughs>